All right. Well, we had jumped into Genesis 18 last week. And um, does anybody remember what, what was going on as we opened up Genesis 18? Yeah, so we have these three three guys, right? They're, they're walking by, and Abraham sees them, and what does he do? Rolls out the welcome mat, <laughs> the welcome mat right? <laughs> yeah, he and, and this was pretty typical this day and age. You know, travel was not easy; it was dangerous, and so when you saw travelers going by, you would typically Especially, and remember, this was a hot day. Remember, it was described that it was hot. And so typically you would say, you know, come rest in the shade. Let me get you some water. Let me get you some bread. Um, And then you'd send them off on the way, maybe once it cooled down a little bit. Um, But what did Abraham do? He he didn't just get him water and bread, did he? He prepared a feast for these guys, right? Um, it's interesting. It was in the heat of the day, so it must have been right around noonish. Yeah. Right, you know, somewhere in midday. Mm-hmm. So there would have been time yeah. for a feast and refreshment. And yeah, and these things aren't easy to prepare, you know? Especially when you kill a fatted yeah. calf. Yeah, you're killing a fatted calf, you know, and then you got to cook it. So I'm sure you you, you got to kill it, you got to butcher it. butcher it, and then you got to cook it up. Um, you know, even the, you know, they they made cakes. You know, three sias of fine flour. Who who remembers how much three sias is? Is seven quarts. Yeah, like seven quarts. I don't know what the, how many cakes are. I mean, it, it's probably. They might be feeding more than just these three people, but you know that's it's a lot. Probably, probably give them some food for the road. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then not, he didn't just give them water either, right? Verse eight. What is it? What does he do? He he yeah, took curds and milk. Um, and so, you know, he's providing them dairy as well. Um, and so he's, he's rolling out the red carpet for these guys, so to speak. Um, and what does this tell us about the kind of man Abraham was? He was both rich and gracious. Rich and gracious, right? Generous. Yeah. What's that? Compassionate. Compassionate. Yeah. A man of means. Very hospitable, right? Yeah. And so we, we see hospitality in his nature, and it's it's a picture for us of the hospitality of God. Um, you know, God, he's the one who rolls out the, the red carpet for us. Um, and even thinking about in Genesis what we have been studying, 
you know, even at the beginning, you know, God is so gracious towards Adam and Eve. You know, he, he sets them in this luscious garden. You know, this is all yours. Um, you know, anything you want, I'm going to provide for you. And that's kind of how it started out. All right? Um, and, provisions, yeah, yeah. yeah. And even today, you know, we're, we're blessed to be on planet Earth. It's, it's so providing. You know. Although the global elitists would like to tell us that climate change is real and doom. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's always the doomsayers out there. Um, but. But the reality is that He has yeah. provided abundantly. Yeah. And, you know, if, if honestly, if we produce enough food in the U.S. alone actually to feed the whole world. Right. Um, there's so much waste. I mean, there's, so, there's a lot wasted. There's a lot that's just dumped and th- thrown out because of government regulations and different things like that. Um, and we do ship out food to other nations. Um, not to say that we don't do that. Uh, but there's always money attached to everything nowadays, right? Um and so it doesn't always get to where it needs to get to. Um, but, you know, we should, we should be thankful that we have a God who's so providing to us. Um, and, and this is what we see in Abraham. I think because God had blessed Abraham so much, now he is, he is just so generous. Yeah, three... Uh... Three men here are not the prodigal son, but uh, I'm just mm-hmm. reminded strongly of that, that parable. Uh, you know, when the yeah. father sees his son return, you know, to yeah. you know, just uh, give him everything. You know, yeah, what happens when the prodigal son comes home? Right. Yeah. Kills the fatted yeah. calf. calf. We're going to have a party. Yeah, that's right. Let's have a feast. Verse 3. I, I started verse 3 mm-hmm. because um, there's. It, it leads to the fact that there's going to be rest in this afforded to them. And yeah. there's a tree. You know, he tells them um, that, that they can rest, he says, wash your feet and rest yourselves, verse 4, under the tree mm-hmm. while I bring a morsel of bread. <laughs> so he's also very humble. Yeah. And calling what he's preparing a morsel. Yeah, yeah. Either that or he just was like kind of speaking fast and then thought about it more after he left. It's like I can't give them just a morsel. You know? The word refresh yeah. is there. Yeah. And um, you know, just that rest mm-hmm. that is so vital to a traveler. Yeah. Yeah. And so here we do, here we see, you know, God, um, this is Yahweh appearing to Abraham. And we know this because verse 1 tells us that it's the Lord appearing to him. Um, And he appears to him in the form of three men again. We kind of see uh, hints of the triune nature of God here as well. 
And and so we kind of got the setting, right? Everything's kind of established, set up. And then we get to verse 9, and we're going to read a little further, and we're going to see what's going on here. Um, Verse 9 says, They said to him, Where is Sarah your wife? And he said, She is in the tent. The Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in years. The way of women had ceased to be with Sarah. And so Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I am worn out and my Lord is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time I will return to you about this time next year, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. He said, No, but you did laugh. We'll stop there for right now. So, here we have Sarah inserted into the story once again, right? And so, chapter 17, right, we have God giving to Abraham the promise that he's going to have a son through Sarah. Sarah doesn't seem to be anywhere near this conversation. Now we have another conversation, God and Abraham. And what's the first question that God asks Abraham that we see here in verse 9? Where is Sarah, your wife? Of course he knew. Yeah, he knew. So why is he asking the question? For Abraham's benefit or for Sarah's benefit, right? Yeah, does this not, this this whole passage should hearken you back to the garden. Okay? And and so there's intentionality in all of this. You know, just like, you know, God is calling out for Adam. God knew where Adam was, you know. Um, in, in a similar way, Sarah's kind of hiding behind this tent. Um, not that she was doing anything wrong, um, but she's she's listening. She's eavesdropping, though. And probably God knew she was eavesdropping. And so he, he mentions her name. It's like, I'm going to perk up her ears, you know. <laughs> um and so, so he asks the question, probably for her benefit. Um, yeah, I'm about to talk about you, so listen in. Um, and so, you know, Abraham says, you know, she's in the tent. Uh, and so God tells Abraham, you know, I'm going to return to you this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Um, how does Sarah respond to those words. Incredulous. Yeah. Yeah, it's like disbelief, right? Um, I imagine her going like, huh? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, it's also reminiscent of Mary. When the angel came mm-hmm. to Mary, and well, how shall this be? 
How shall this be? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. And, and so in Sarah, we see a precursor to Mary. And just like in this, with the promised miracle child of Isaac is a precursor to the promised miracle child of Mary, who is Jesus. Um, and so there's a lot of foreshadowing going on in this passage as well. Um, and And how old is Sarah at this time? 90, right? Um, and, and so she's, she's advanced in years. That's what my, my passage says, right? Um, you know, the way of women has ceased to be with Sarah. And I think what is meant by that is she's probably gone through menopause. Um, you know, she no longer has cycles. And it's like, there's, there's no way I can have a child. Um, that's just physically impossible. Um, and it was physically impossible, right? Naturally. Yeah, naturally impossible. Yeah. There would be, if I may, mm-hmm. no egg to be fertilized. No. Yeah. It's, it's beyond um, the ability for man, quote unquote, yeah. Yeah. to do anything of this nature. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's, I mean, you would laugh, you would laugh right? It's like, yeah. Other than that, it's either laugh or cry. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, verse 12, I love verse 12. It says, so Sarah laughed to herself, saying, after I am worn out and my Lord is old, shall I have pleasure? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and I imagine she's trying to picture in her mind getting pregnant at 90, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's. Yeah, she's almost saying, can there be any joy yeah. in my life? Yeah. Because um, pleasure is, it, well, it, it's burgeoning with mm-hmm. stuff here, but yeah. bottom line is, she longed for a child of her own. Yeah, she. And what pleasure and joy that would bring to her, and the impossibility. Yeah. Was not even anywhere remotely comprehensible to her. Yeah. It, it just couldn't be. It, it's funny because in our society today, we we tend to downplay the the joy that children bring. Um, you know, and with, you know, the modern day feminist movement, um, we, we want to find all our pleasures and things other than giving birth, right? Um, and, you know, we're... I don't know when the feminist movement started, but we're maybe 100, 120 years into it. Um, and, but for the majority of our history on this earth, 
Um, you know, the for for a woman becoming a mother is a huge deal, and for for a man becoming a father is a huge deal. You know, we we read in Proverbs how children are like quivers or arrows in the quiver of a father. Um, it's a gift from the Lord. And, and so and we downplay what a blessing children are today. Um, and, and we see that with, uh, you know, people don't have as many children as they used to have in the past. And um, you look at nations where we're seeing population declines um, because we don't, we we don't see the joy in children anymore. Children are thought of as burdensome. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday I went to my great nephew's graduation open house. My niece and her husband have seven children. Mm-hmm. My niece is, I think, 44 or 46 now. Yeah. And I think she'd still have another child at least. The yeah. joy of all of them just working together to pull off this yeah. party. Yeah. The eldest of them all. Yeah. It's, it was rare. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's, it's unfortunate too, because, you know, you, you think of a nation like China where they regulated how many children people could have, and now they're in trouble, right? Because everybody wanted to have a boy. And so they aborted all the girls. And now they have this overpopulation of males compared to females. And they're trying to find brides outside of the country. The best laid um, plans of mice and men. Yeah. yeah. Um, Unless the Lord's in it. Yeah. It isn't going to prosper. But, you know, but, but Sarah, she, she was barren her whole life and she couldn't have the joy she in, in that culture today children were so important um, not just because they brought joy into your life but also because they helped you work the land they helped you know you, you raise them up and most people were either farmers or gatherers or some type of manual labor um, and it was security yeah um, and so, no, and yeah, yeah, and so this is what we see with uh, Sarah. She's, you know, when she says, "Shall I have pleasure?" That's what she's talking about. Am I gonna have a son? Mm-hmm. You know, will I have a child? You know, how many of her friends did she see who had children, and she probably just struggled, was depressed, and now. And she probably made peace with it years ago, right? You know. It's hard to say if she ever made peace, really. Yeah, but she probably had somewhere it's like it's yeah. re, you know resignation, right? Yeah. And now she doesn't she doesn't want to have hope brought up to feel that pain again. You know, don't don't tell me I'm going to have a child when I'm not gonna, really going to have a child. Um, and so she's she's struggling with all this, and, and she laughs, right? It, it seems foolishness. There's an irony in the fact that yeah. she laughed, and it, it has laughed and pleasure in the same sentence. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, with pleasure comes laughter. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, and again, 
the, the name's going to be Isaac, and what does Isaac mean? He laughs. And so now Sarah's also going to have this reminder, because um, what we see is with this interaction, um, and, and so verse 13, the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Think about that question. Is anything too hard for the Lord? He's about to prove it, isn't he? Yeah, he's about to prove it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Within a year's time. In that, in that statement, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is It's like a, the wrapping around faith. Mm-hmm. If you unwrap is anything too hard for the Lord? You can peel away the goodness, the blessings, the abundance. Nothing yeah. is beyond His scope of giving. Yeah. And so, right here, is anything too hard? It's yeah. Wrapping for clothing us. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. Uh, God asks that question when Moses has doubts uh, later on. Is this, mm-hmm. I'm trying to recall, is this the first time that uh, God has asked that question? Uh, it may be. I, I don't remember reading it in yeah. the early chapters, so. So this was a, okay. Yeah. It's like a prophecy almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what does it speak to? What part of God's nature does it speak to? What were you saying? Covenant. His covenant, your sovereignty. sovereignty. Yeah. Omnipotence. Omnipotence. Yeah. Yeah, omnipotence. That's he can do anything he wants. Plus yeah. he knows it's omniscience. His omniscience. Yeah. You know, it's all, it's all of him, really. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Yeah, it speaks to his power, right? Yeah, he he's got the power to do this. And the ability to perform. Um, whatever he so desires. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? It just is. It's a. It's a calling back to in the beginning. He made something from nothing. Yeah. And he's about to do that, in essence. Yeah. Right here and now, you know, in a year. Yeah. Uh, what what is impossible for the flesh, he's about to make happen. Yeah, yeah. And, and what's interesting, too, is, uh, you know, if Abraham had any doubt of who is speaking to him, he doesn't have any doubt now because, you know, God has said, is anything too hard for the Lord? And Lord's all caps there. So actually what he said, is anything too hard for Yahweh? Um, and so he's revealing you know, and I think Abraham knew by this time who it was, but he, he's he's definitely revealing himself now to Abraham. Um, you know, if we go back up to verse four, mm-hmm. he saw them. He ran to the tent door to meet them, and he bowed himself and said, "O Lord, if I have found favor yeah. in your sight, do not ask by your servant." Yeah. So it's. Uh, he had to have had a premonition. Yeah. 
Something is going to be given here. Yeah. I need to detain them, bless them, so that I will be blessed in the process. Yeah. 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 Now, when we, uh, you know, and, and so again, verse 14, he repeats himself, you know, at the appointed time, I will return to you about this time next year, and Sarah shall have a son. And so he is revealing to Abraham, you know, I'll, I'll come back next year. Sarah will have a son. Um, and then uh, what does Sarah do in verse 15? Denied. Yeah, she denied that she laughed. Why is she doing that? She was afraid. She didn't laugh out loud. Maybe she's just realizing who we are. Yeah, but I mean, there's, there's fear there, right? It's that she was afraid. Um, again, think back to the garden. Think back to Adam and Eve. Why were they hiding? They were afraid, right? And so she had doubt in her mind about God's word. Um, And, you know, in a sense, you know, you think about it. Is laughing a sin? No. Can it be a sin? Well, it depends on what you're laughing at. Right? Yeah, yeah. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, she said, it says she laughed to herself, mm-hmm. and the fear, I would think, would be tied up with, um, he heard her laugh. Yeah. She laughed to herself. Sure. And he heard her laugh. And so if I laughed to myself and there was a being able to hear that, yeah, that's kind of terrible. Yeah. Yeah, and so God is revealing himself to her as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because he shouldn't have been able to hear her laugh. He said, no, but you did laugh. But you did laugh. Ooh. Yeah. And, and so... She was it's, found out, you see. You know... Where else in Scripture do we see someone understanding the hearts of other men and women? Correct. In Christ, right? It even said he didn't trust them because he knew man's heart. Yeah. He didn't give himself to them. Yeah. I think of the the time when the, the man who was lame and was lowered through the roof on a mat, and he says to the man... He doesn't heal him. He says to the man, your sins are forgiven you. And there's, I think, Pharisees in the crowd. And they're saying to themselves, who is this man who can forgive sins? And he knew, he says, why do you say to yourselves, you know, who is this man who can forgive sins? And with Nathaniel, mm-hmm. remember how Nathaniel was under the fig tree? And, and, yeah. And he, came, and he said, why do you say... No, because I knew you when you were under the, you know. The yeah, he said, I saw you under the fig tree. Yeah. 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 Um, that make a believer out of you, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. You would think. Yeah. 
Yeah, and so again, we, we see through here, we see a precursor to Christ as well, um, just in God's quality to know a person's heart. Um, and, you know, and, and too, we, we see with Sarah, you know, she's, she's denying it, um, even though she did it, uh, just like Adam and Eve denied their sin, you know. It's like, um, but God, he, in his graciousness, he doesn't allow it, right? Um, he says, I'm not going to let you deny this. You know, you did laugh. Um, and and it's, so it's, it's a protective matter, matter for Sarah, in a sense. Yeah, the truth will set you free. You know, I'm not going to let you live in this lie. Um, I, I'm going to reveal it to you. And he almost forces a confession out of her, you know. Um, Plus he's saying, in essence, this is, this is who I am and what I said yeah. is going to happen. Yeah. And I'll be back in a year to yeah. witness what I said happened. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so here, here we, you know, if you combine this story with the story in the previous chapter where God revealed it to Abraham and Abraham laughed, um, what we see going on here is God's graciousness to mankind, right? He has made a covenant with Abraham that he did not have to make. Um, it is a covenant that he will fulfill. So it's a covenant of grace, not of works. You know, I'm going to give you this land. I'm going to give you a son um, I will make you into a nation, the father of many nations, um, and through you the whole world will be blessed. And that eventually comes to fruition through Jesus Christ. So many layers. And yeah. So many blessings just from this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's what we see going on here. Um, and I'm way, way past time, so we're going to end there today, but um, it's just such a good reminder to us that one, you know, God is a God who can do anything he wants. Nothing is too difficult for the Lord. Um, and two, God is gracious towards us, not only in the fact that he blesses us with um, children, he blesses us with, uh, also, he, uh, he he blesses us because he doesn't allow us to live in lies. He didn't allow Sarah to live lies, and he doesn't allow us to live lies as well. Uh, he brings everything to the light, um, and that's for our benefit. It's for our good. Um, yeah, even when we fight against it. We want to hide in the darkness. Yeah. Faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. Yep. All right, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this morning. Thank you just for your word and the example that we have in Sarah and how you worked in her life and 
promise that you gave to her and how you fulfilled that promise for her and uh, also just uh, how you uh, even exposed her own sin um, and, and wouldn't let her remain in it. And Lord, we just ask that you do the same for us. Um, Lord, you've given us so many promises through your Son. Um, and we ask, too, that you would help us to repent of our sins, um, that we would live in the light and not in darkness. We can only do this through the strength of your Holy Spirit. And so we thank you for that. Uh, and be with us the rest of this morning as we continue to worship you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.